I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With the pump fake and one dribble inside to the long two, and he makes it. That's been his game his whole career, but look at him smiling. We go, my man. Another episode of The Long Two. I am Pete Rogers. He is Natty Wallach, and we are a Carmelo Stanthony podcast and occasionally talk fantasy basketball. Natty, Happy New Year. How you been? Happy New Year to you too, buddy. It is 2020. What a time to be alive. That's a good sign for our Long Two podcast. Ooh, I have to agree with you. I feel like this is the year of The Long Two. And everything started off so well this new year. You know, it's just right. been total smooth sailing right away. Yeah. So everyone, yeah, everyone who thought not, that the like the the terribleness or the shittiness of 2019 would you know blow over into a new decade, uh, no, it is still just as great as always in the uh, 2020 year. Yeah, it's uh, a <laughs> it's nice to have consistency. <laughs> That's what we look for. We look for consistency uh, in all facets of life. And we are getting it in space right now. Right. Uh, Just to like jump right in here. Detroit has had a very long winter of discontent. And I'm just looking up the Red Wings record right now just to make sure that like every detroit and michigan team sucks right we don't we we don't want to speak broadly about all detroit sports without knowing all the facts and yes it is can be confirmed detroit's uh sporting teams not doing great right now so we didn't have a lot of trade talk before our holiday break and now things are heating up in the nba yes sir the team that looks like they're a seller especially since Blake Griffin had surgery and will now be out indefinitely is the Detroit Pistons. Your boys talk, start us off, Natty. It only feels right for you to bring up the, start the podcast and to introduce all of the glory. Cause there is, there's one name we've, we talked about Kevin Love. Kevin Love is a name of course, that has been thrown around trade rumors for a while uh, going back to last year. But there is one name now that is the hot ticket name. It is your boy, Andre Drummond. Talk to us. How are you feeling? What is going on? How are the Pistons doing? Everything sounds great. (laughs) The Pistons are doing great. Everything in Southeast (laughs) Michigan is doing really, really well. Thank you for asking. Um, Flint still doesn't have drinkable water. Uh, every single sports team is bad. I I did see this. The Tigers have spent more this offseason than the Chicago Cubs. And I feel like that's that's an indictment of both teams. (laughs) It's going to bode well. Right. And the Lions obviously had a magical year. Um, Won't see you in the the Super Bowl, I suppose. That's rough about your Pats, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I'm all right with it. 
Well, am I? No. Oh, really? Have you had enough? <laughs> You're like, this I, is a different feeling. I haven't I, been in the conference is, championship. Well, it's, it's, I mean, it's like, you know what? I get to uh, stress-free watch football now. Kind of nice. Yeah, it's it's got to be new for you guys. When was the last time the Patriots didn't make the conference championship game? It was back in, might have been 2012? A lot's changed. A lot has changed. <laughs> A lot has changed. Uh, but uh, let's let's talk let's talk Andre Drummond trade rumors because yeah. that's that's the sexy thing on the block right now as we're quickly approaching the trade deadline. We got about another month oh, yeah. uh, for things to kind of heat up a little it's bit more. Speed up though. Right, right, and things are going to hopefully start moving quickly. But this seems like the big name now that is likely to uh, to get moved at the deadline. I don't know if it's likely um drummond is you know one of the two really good trade assets on the pistons right now i think the other one is derrick rose who's been playing really well better than Um, his mvp season if you're looking at pure stats right which is preposterous there's i almost feel like there's more demand for d rose's talents and skill set and position on the floor than there is for drummond right now so a few facts drummond makes 27 million dollars a year that's tied for 35th most um with bradley beal hassan whiteside and anthony davis so there's at least 35 other guys that have higher salaries he is movable the thing is who really needs an expensive center who while he is a great rebounder he's a great rebounder it's he's a more average on offense and defense as a whole like he's a good player but what are you willing to give up for him and he might be going into free agency um if he doesn't resign with whoever trades for him so it's you know most likely a rental yeah so atlanta has been the team that sort of started the rumors i think like some you know a source came out and said you know Detroit and Atlanta are talking. So it was most likely either Atlanta or Detroit. Um, it behooves Detroit to release to, to get as many suitors as possible in there. Right. But I really only feel like there's a handful of teams like Atlanta, I guess makes sense just because why not do something? Um, I also feel like Atlanta would use is going to use a trade to get rid of one of their rookies um, mm. just to sort of, you know, focus the team a little bit more um i think they like kevin herter more than they like either of their two rookies right now uh boston could use maybe an upgraded center and i think drummond would be an upgrade there but i don't really know i mean i sent you some trade ideas earlier like that the trade can work but marcus smart leaves i don't know how you feel about that uh dallas would be an interesting team um, you could get Drum and D Rose there, but it's mainly like spare parts coming back, probably. Maybe Tim Hardaway if you want him to come back and go blue. Love him. Maybe Portland if they didn't want to do Kevin Love. Um, but you know, I don't think Milwaukee makes sense. I don't really think that the Lakers make sense. I don't think that the Clippers make like there's you can go through all of the teams that might be thinking about getting an upgrade for this season alone. And it's not really that big. I think all the teams you mentioned are, you've covered most of the bases. Uh, 
I think the Hawks, I read an article in the ringer that was talking about it and just kind of covering all of the different bases about teams that have expressed interest or seem that it could be interested. The Hawks make not a lot of sense to me because of the fact that it it's one of those, it feels like one of those moves that would rapidly accelerate the timeline because of the fact that you're trading, unlike a team like the Celtics or, or the Raptors uh, who could trade sure. for him that that's a move where you're trading for Drummond for this year, because you think that you are a, you know, you have a chance to make some noise in the playoffs, maybe even make it to the conference final. And you know that you're going to take on either Philly or Giannis in the bucks and you need size, right? Like replacing Mark Gasol for Andre Drummond and, and for the Celtics getting Drummond in there to be able to like, do the Aaron Baines stand in the lane, be as big as possible to slow Giannis down. Like that makes sense for those two teams for the, the Hawks, thing is, though, that Drummond doesn't really play well against Embiid. Yeah, so, that's, and that, and that, that's not helpful. Uh, but I'm, I'm putting, my <laughs> I'm putting my expectation on the bucks being the one who you're facing in the conference final. Sure, yeah. Hey, ditto. Hopefully my God, that would be terrifying for bucks fans. If that doesn't happen, yeah, that would be terrifying for bucks fans. Um, and so the Sixers, again, the Sixers, you might, you're right, you might be facing him, and, and he doesn't have the greatest track record against Embiid. Um, but at least you are adding size. And, it, and sure. I think the Raptors are the team that makes the most sense to me, um, just because of the success that they had with Marcus Gasol uh, and, and having that kind of big guy come in and be able to give them a presence in the middle. Um, and, sure. And so I think that that makes the most sense. The Celtics... Like you said, you said you 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 know before the pod you sent us sent me some trades. The Celtics, you it's very there's no contract that lines up. It's Gordon Hayward lines up, but you're not trading Gordon Hayward because he's much more valuable than <laughs> that would be so sad. You can't. I mean, <laughs> it's not it's not happening. Uh, and so it's like basically trading all of your young depth for the Celtics for Drummond. You know, like Marcus Smart is the closest contract that you can build around. And then you're tossing in, you know, young guys. You're tossing. You're probably throwing in uh, Daniel Tyson there. Maybe you're also tossing in uh, the their French uh, guy whose name I'm spacing on. Right. Like you uh, could keep Time Lord. Um, right. And and maybe you want to trade for Drum because uh, by having him, you'll be able to re-sign him. So if Boston or if Toronto right. really believed right. in him and were like, no, 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 we know how to play him so that he'll be a real complimentary player. Right. Um, and, you know, at least in Toronto's case, like they could just be like, oh man, we, we weren't going to re-sign you. Like we'd rather have the cap space. This, this was just a one-year thing. Again, sure. we love doing that. Yeah. And you, and you, and if you have him on your team, you get the first, you know, up close look as to like what he can do, what he's totally. willing to do, what works for him. But for the Hawks, like you're a team that doesn't have any aspirations this year. And by, by trading for him, giving up assets to get him, you are now, if you don't sign him long-term, what was the point of getting him in house and signing him long-term? Yeah. Now you're investing a ton of money in him and you're doing the accelerating your lineup where the point is like you're suddenly taking this young team and being like, all right, well, we got to be good now because we've started putting money into like veteran players who are going to, you know, give us that leg up. And is that really are the Hawks at the 
are are they at that point right now? Is this going to unnecessarily speed up the timeline? Similar to what happened with you know Anthony Davis in New Orleans, where New Orleans was like, oh shit, Anthony Davis is really fucking good. We're gonna get Drew Holiday. We're gonna like get these pieces to build around him, as opposed to being like, look, let's you know let's give Trey Young two to three years of a, a kind of a shitty team, and we'll talk to him about this and build up draft capital, get a bunch of young players, and then hopefully have a Philly spike where now it's like, all right, we're going to bring in, we have these guys who have been in around for three to four years. They've developed, they're young, they're ready to go. We're going to bring in now one to two veterans. And now suddenly we're maybe not a championship contender, but now we're a viable playoff team in the East. I don't know if the Hawks are there. And I feel like trading for Drummond is going to instantly force that team to be like we need to be a playoff team as opposed to being like hey it's okay being bottom of the barrel for a little bit of time so that we can really develop a strong young core and then go from there the hawks are eight and 29 yeah which is the worst record in the entire nba (laughs) it is one game worse than the golden state warriors that's an Um, impressive feat by the hawks yeah because uh because the Warriors also lose. suck. I don't know if you know this, people. I don't know if we all forgot about this during the break, but uh, the Warriors, not good at basketball anymore. Yeah, the Hawks are even worse than the Knicks, and that is, oh, man. I Like, again, before the season started, people were like, yeah, well, the Hawks could make the playoffs, including you and I. Um, and they, it's... <laughs> It's really, really fun. I really didn't think they would be this bad, but um, I also can't remember the last time a last place team made a trade like this. Right. It it, it wouldn't make sense. And that's why I think you're You would 100%. have to know that Drummond was going to resign. Like right. You would have to right. know that. But I, and I think this is why I think you're 100% right when you said at the top of things, Detroit has to be the one who leaked this. Like, there's no way the Hawks are leaking this. Sure. This is yeah. Detroit leaking it being like, hey, we've got some calls. Someone come give us a good offer. Um, and uh, and we'll see what happens. I And then because we touched on the other two uh, Eastern teams who I think would make sense. The Mavs, I have heard connections to, and you mentioned them as a, as a team that could possibly do it. I don't. I don't think it's a bad move for them, but I'm also, I wrote an article today for fake teams, which is all talking about Kevin love trade destination. Since, uh, since that relationship is basically in the toilet, at least Andre Drummond, there's like maybe a 50, like it's probably a 50, 50. He gets traded at the deadline. I would be amazed if Kevin love doesn't get traded at the deadline because he is all, but you know, <laughs> that, that relationship with the Cleveland Cavaliers is, is dead. Um, and so I, I had the Mavs as one of my top landing spots for him because while Drummond would certainly help the Mavericks, he would also clog the paint, which is something that you don't want to do with Luka there. That's one of the reasons why they've been so effective with Luka is the, his ability to have a wide open paint with Chris Stapps and, and how that team's constructed. And Kevin Love would still give you, you know, the rebounding prowess, maybe not as great as Drummond, but still a very viable uh, offensive, especially rebounder, great passer for a big uh, and three point shooting who can stretch the court. And if you want to talk to me about defense, I mean, come on, what are we doing? Who cares about defense these days? Plus you got Chris Stapps in there to cover the paint. So, uh, so I don't, I don't, I would personally would much rather see Kevin Love go uh, 
to the Mavericks than Andre Drummond. But I do think that that's another team that makes sense considering the success that they had with a guy like Tyson Chandler, um, you know, decades ago. Oh, sure. Um, I would, if I were a Mavericks fan, I would rather have Dwayne Dedman instead of Love or Drummond. Uh, Dedman is not the same quality player as either of those two guys, uh, but he also doesn't make as much money. And he is, you know, he was shooting the three last year. He hasn't done particularly well in Sacramento, but he's basically demanding a trade uh, because Rashawn Holmes has played him out of the starting lineup. Yeah. Rashawn Holmes, great this I year. Thought, I thought once Deadman was coming back that his minutes, Holmes' minutes were going to drop it, so I didn't yeah. add him in fantasy, and then someone else in my league got him and not really upset. <laughs> but I, I mean, like, I don't really see why – Dallas should feel like they need to lock someone in right now mm-hmm. when making the playoffs this year should be good enough. It's already um, had a schedule for them. Yeah. Right. I mean, if you really think that they could win the title this year, then yeah, sure. Like try to get as good as you possibly can. I don't think the Mavericks can do that, but the playoffs are about who's the best player on the floor in any particular series. And there are a couple of, matchups where possibly Luca is the best. Oh, I think um, in the West there's four teams maybe that that would have a, that would be able to put a better te- a better player out on the court than Luca. Yeah, it's a lot of the playoffs is not just, you know, the apex player, but how much depth and how well they complement each other. Um and Drummond He's going to be a very big commitment, and you already have two really big commitments to Kristaps right. and eventually Luca. So I would rather be a little bit um, more flexible around the edges. Uh, so I would prefer a cheaper option if I were a Dallas fan. But I mean, shit, just because you trade for Drummond doesn't mean that you have to resign him. So they could try to get as far as they can this year, see what happens. And then, you know, like, what do you really care about any player on Dallas except for the unicorn and Luca? Right. Everybody else is totally replaceable. And, and Dallas has the contracts to line up pretty easily. I mean, you got Tim Hardaway Jr. Who's making just an absurd amount of money. And so that right there is, is there your you kind go of blue. <laughs> that right there is, is your contract balance in order to, to get Drummond. And then you throw in some picks and maybe, you know, one or two other pieces, but yeah. So the, that move for the Mavericks could, and like, you're right. Uh, we, we talk about, or I just was talking about how it's like, well, you know, build up a young core and wait for your shot or whatever, whatever craziness I was spouting 10 minutes ago. Luka Doncic is in the midst of an MVP season. How many times is that going to happen? Hopefully a lot, right? Hopefully Luka, yeah. this is just 20, like right. Luka taking one step on a 30 step ladder that he still has to climb to the top for. But it's also something where it's like Lucas playing at a phenomenally high level, a level no one anticipated him to do right now. Why not be like, fuck it, let's go all in. Let's, you know, build as best of a team as we can and just see where we ride with this. And if it works and we don't make it anywhere, well, we'll sign Andre and we'll run with this again and see if we can continue building a team with it. It'll be interesting. All of this has to be uh, thought about from the team's point of view in terms of this coming off season as well, which is supposed to be pretty light in terms of quality of free agents. Everybody's waiting for the year after this summer. Um, So 
all of the teams that do have cap space are also kind of shitty and trying to, <laughs> and trying to tank. So if those teams, if the bad teams are going to be responsible this offseason and not give out big contracts to players that they don't need, then some of the better teams might be able to get um, deals. Mm-hmm. You know, they might be able to hand out one or two year below market costs. Sure salaries to players that would could really help them so i wonder if they think you know why trade for drummond now when we can probably get a couple of other players that will combine to be him at a cheaper cost this summer yeah but um you're also totally right like when you have an apex player or when you have three of them maybe four of them like the celtics do you're doing yourself a disservice by not trying as hard as you can yeah uh especially boston like you don't give a shit about ennis Cantor. like you don't is marcus smart really going to stop you from doing something that you think can win you the title or at least get you to the conference finals i don't know i mean that's putting i know everybody loves marcus smart me too and i would love him in detroit but <laughs> this um, is the main reason that you're putting this out into the into the well, world if danny ainge thinks that we need an interior rebounder and that puts us over the top even though he's sure. not good against Embiid, then you i mean you sort of have to do that right especially with the way your wings are playing i mean you're <laughs> if gordon hayward is gordon hayward oh by the time God. the playoffs roll around oh my god can't you start marcus smart no yeah so um I don't know he's a little uh he he's less the better Gordon Hayward gets the less important Marcus Smart is I think just in terms of this season who knows going forward but anyway like if you're the Lakers would you try to combine Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee and Kyle Kuzma into drum you know like there would have to be other stuff but would you rather have Drummond than those two centers? I mean, I would rather have, you know, 2020 dunk contest uh, candidate Dwight Howard on my team. I kind of like those two centers. I feel like they do pretty good things that you'll want them to be able to do in the playoffs. And you don't know that Drum can do those things. Yeah, I would. If I'm the Lakers, I would. If I'm the Lakers or the Bucks, I would have a hard time messing with like where you're at right now yeah top two team league but things are things are running pretty smoothly for them but i understand always looking wanting to look into improve it's more so for me that i think drummond because of the fact that he is such a traditional big Mm -hmm. i think you need to have any team that's trading for him needs to have a clear idea of what they want to do and how they're going to build their offense with him to be a part of it and you know for the Lakers is, is that what they're missing? Are they missing a interior presence when you've got Anthony Davis there and Dwight, like if yeah. to me, the Lakers, you're looking more for some guy who can just sit in the corner and catch threes. Or someone like D Rose who can run downhill and ignite offenses and just get you buckets when you need. To. I mean, you could do that. You could do the Kuzma D Rose swap. I'll do that all day long. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that if I'm the Lakers, I'd make that. I, I or you know, I'd be intrigued by that because Kuzma hasn't shown as much as you wanted him to. And and in crunch minutes, can you play him? I, <laughs> I mean, I just don't know, and I don't. It's funny because it's hard to think about 
a LeBron team outside of the context of how he's treated young players in the past. Mm-hmm. He's basically said, if I don't think that you're going to help me this year, then you're, you can, you're right gonzo. Up. Yeah. We're just going to get rid of you and we'll get a vet. Somebody I know, someone I've played with before. What I, I mean, I'm sure the Lakers will make a move. I'm sure they'll trade Kyle Kuzma, but he's only like a million and a half dollars or something. Like his contract is so small that it makes him sort of hard to trade, which is hysterical. Um, I do want to return to the Hawks though, because I think what you just said, like you need to, the team needs to have a plan for what they want to do with Drummond. I can sort of see a logic to Atlanta saying Trey is an outside player. We want to have, or we see the value in having a traditional anchor big man in the paint uh, that will complement him. Like Trey doesn't need to, uh, you know, have every lane all the way open in order to be effective. He can shoot from anywhere past half court. So I, I mean, maybe that would be why. No, I see it too. I mean, the pick and roll, Trey Young and and Drummond in a pick and roll would be, it's not easy to guard. Those are, you know, Andre Drummond rolling to the hoop is not an easy person to stop. And Trey Young could, like you said, shoot anywhere from half court. So that that is a good, you know, clearly a good place to be putting the team. Um, and with, you know, the Warriors lineup of death over, like, the league yeah. could be shifting back to big guys. I mean, the hell, the Sixers, their whole starting lineup is like whatever six six and up. So, you yeah, know, you, you you could be the NBA could be rolling back to like having a more traditional big back in the middle of your defense or middle of your team. So, yeah, I, I I'm not against it. It's just it does. My worry is that it does that accelerant of a of a young team that has happened from time to time that then kind of ultimately torpedoes you know or just speeds the progression up maybe faster than it really realistically can go but i don't know who knows i mean trey young is fucking good at basketball so you know and if you're getting rid of one of these rookies who maybe aren't developing as quickly as you would have expected or or contributing as quickly as you expected then maybe that's not the worst thing can't you just see the Knicks trading for Drum though? Oh my God. The like, Knicks are going to trade at the deadline for Drummond and Kevin Love and be like, guys, <laughs> we did it. Our plan we did worked. it. You want, you want some big ass names at the garden? Guess what we just yeah. fucking did? Yeah. We signed all those schmoes, all those power <laughs> forwards just so we could get our front court of the future. <laughs> By the way, we had to get rid of Mitch Rob, but you know. Uh, um, as the, uh, as the Pistons fanboy, what is your, gut feeling percentage that uh, Drummond gets traded at the deadline. Oh, I think he's getting traded okay. for sure. Um, but I, I don't think that it'll be a trade that is that great. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I, unless something nuts happens, I just don't see uh, the demand and I don't really see the desperation uh, I mean, some of the teams that might be interested in him might just be like, yeah, well, we can just do it in the summer and yeah. maybe he won't be getting as much money as he thinks he is. Um, we didn't talk about Portland, really. Like, they're they're a nexus point because they seem like they could be a likely destination for both Kevin Love and Drummond. Mm-hmm. So uh, that team, though, 
you know, does adding one of those two players help you this season? I don't, they're in such a weird situation. Uh, and it's fantastic that they can't trade Carmelo. Oh, it's just brilliant. It makes, like, it fills my heart with warmth. this out. Yeah. It's, uh, it's fantastic. And I'm so glad that he's done well. Hell yes. Mellow back in our lives. Uh, I do think that he gets, that Drummond gets traded. I think that Derek Rose gets traded. If everything goes well, I think that Langston Galloway, Tony Snell, and Markeith Morris could also be traded. Markeith is injured right now. But um, they should just be trying to trade absolutely everybody except, you know what, fucking trade Luke Kennard too. He's from Duke. I don't care. Uh, But they're going to keep Bruce Brown, their young combo guard, I guess. Sviatoslav Mikhailia, Christian Wood. Um keep everybody who's basically under 25 and they are starting Siku Dumboya, our draft pick from this yeah, year. Baby. Raw, um, and is, you know, a project quote unquote. Uh, and he has done well since he started playing. So if you're looking for a front court player, you should pick up Dumboya because he is absolutely available. And if we do trade these guys, we, if the Pistons trade these guys, then he, for a lot more minutes um if we don't trade anyone i mean blake is out for the year so uh players on the pistons are going to be getting more his minutes anyway if we don't trade drum i don't think that's the worst thing in the world i also think that like maybe it's possible they could still make the playoffs but it's very apparent now with blake getting injured again that the pistons cannot Mm -hmm. form the basis of this team around this front court. It just doesn't work. And you gave it a shot, which I, and I love them for trying it. They took a big swing and Blake was all NBA last year. Yeah. It got in the first round. Like if they hadn't played the bucks, maybe they would have won a game, (laughs) but Blake did his job last year. And then he played hurt and you know, I don't know how the rest of Pistons nation really feels about it, but if Blake had been healthy again this year and playing it at all NBA level, then I think things would be different. Yeah. An optimistic Pistons fan, Matty walk. That's what we can say about you. Oh, we're going to be bad for the next decade. (laughs) Like that's like Luca will be ascended over the next 10 years. Luca is going to be a top five fantasy player. In my opinion, maybe the number one player, if he gets past Giannis, and for that entire decade, I think the Pistons will not be good. Um, all right. Well, we've reached the midpoint of the season and the midpoint of this episode. Uh, and so we're going to talk about some fantasy standouts. But before we do, we are going to take a quick ad break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. 
Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. All right. Since we are halfway through the NBA season, uh, we decided we're going to take a look back and we're going to talk about some guys who've stood out for us in fantasy so far. Uh, And Natty, I, I... don't want to spring this on you and i hope i'm not springing this on you because i know we talked about this uh before recording but i have both uh positive and negative standouts so just wanted to give you a heads up so that i get the credit for going above and beyond while you (laughs) are seen as someone who only thinks uh black or white so you know well i don't think bad things do happen in the nba it's just bad luck you know there you go that's it's not bad play or bad planning it's just the rain falls on the just and the unjust alike, and the Pistons should have won the title. This and year. the Pistons should win the title Anything. every year. God bless. Uh, so why don't you start us off then, Natty? Why don't you give us a player who, through the halfway point of the season, you think has stood out in a positive way? Okay, so this is off a Kurt Goldsberry tweet, um, which is just an awesome Twitter. A must follow. Uh, yeah. I guess. I don't know what. Oh, that's right. You don't. Sorry. You're too cool for the Twitters. Uh, Must follow means that they are an important Twitter account that you should be following so that you can get all the good information that they offer. Just like how the long two at the long two podcast, a must follow. Absolutely. Do what Pete says, follow all these people. (laughs) You must do it. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, Duncan Robinson on the Miami heat is the most efficient jump shooter this year in the NBA. He is, uh, his effective field goal percentage is the best in the NBA. On that list are people like Jamels is here. Uh, So it's Duncan Robinson, then our favorite Davis Bertans, who everybody is trying to trade for, which is amazing. And their brother is trying to trade for them. Yeah, I I mean, we can, if DC wants Drummond, we can just take the <laughs> Let's just That's make that trade and we'll call it even. Sure, you got it, buddy. Uh, although, God, would you do Blake for John Wall? Saucy. Like, those teams I mean, would it, fit better after that trade, I think. I mean, why the fuck not? Who says no? Roll with it. Washington would get out of money earlier because Blake's contract is shorter than Walls. And then Detroit would have a star who could like start the second part of his career with a new team. Yeah. Why not? Anyway, uh, <laughs> Jaron Jackson Jr. is four on the list, which is That's really impressive. incredible to me and awesome. That's a great sign for 3J. And then Joe Harris. Uh, Duncan Robinson's been absolutely fucking amazing this year. And God bless the Heat for finding you know all these players and really working them and making sure that they know what they're doing. The Heat are good, like we said they would be. And... It's really quite something to be the best jump shooter in the NBA. And that's what Duncan Robinson is right now. Yeah. I, I wish I had more to respond to or bring to the table other than this is the first I've ever heard of Duncan Robinson existing. So, Hey, (laughs) good for him. Good for you, Duncan, for making all of your shots. Well, he's been on my fantasy team for quite a while. Oh, there we go. Those threes. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, he's like one of the top... Where are these? Anyway, he's one of the top three-point shooters in the league right now. Um, He's His ratios, yeah, he's 19th, 
7.2 three-point attempts per game, which is one less than, or uh, 0.1 less than Danilo Gallinari. Mm-hmm. He's just an ace shooter, man. Uh, and maybe it has something to do with how Miami plays and how they use their perimeter players. Uh, but, you know, he's getting dimes from Jimmy Buckets and he's just sinking those long shots. It's fucking amazing. And good for him. He's had a great first half. Love it. Uh, so my first guy I want to talk about is uh, a guy who we've talked about on this show before. But if I'm picking an early, you know, biggest fantasy surprise of the year, he's my locked in number one seed right now. It's Devontae Graham for the Hornets, who sure. stole all the Terry Rozier hype this offseason and, and offseason hoopla yeah. and has become, I, I mean, phenomenal for the Hornets. Uh, he's sixth in, assi- in assists per game, which has been the, the biggest asset that he's kind of brought to the Hornets, well as, as well as being able to score and grab the occasional rebound, shooting 38% from three. He's 21 uh, on the ESPN player rater for fantasy-wise. So he has come absolutely out of nowhere. Someone who I think even the biggest Charlotte fan probably didn't draft onto their fantasy team, uh, but has emerged as a stud, a top 25 player in fantasy through the first half. So got to give him kudos as one of the biggest standouts so far this year. Yeah, before the season, he was just the dude with the apostrophe at the end of his name. Which is also a baller move. Like when you're naming your kid, random apostrophes in the name, it's a good sell. And he's just cool as hell. And yo, not to mention Terry Rozier, his backcourt mate, is also a top 40 player. Um, Terry's turned out to have a pretty good year. Yeah. Uh, the, The Hornets are, yeah, they're in the ninth seed right now in the East. They're one game back of Brooklyn. They could make the fucking playoffs which is i mean terrific i'm here for it i was gonna say preposterous and then halfway through i was like you know what why be negative let's do this let's go hornets yeah absolutely mj's team they should always be rooted for uh it would be absolutely ridiculous if that happened it would be amazing michael jordan would just i mean he has to win you know general manager of the year right well he should win executive of the year executive. for firing Rich Cho. <laughs> finally, sweet there we God, go. Jesus! Wait, their GM now is Mitch Kupchak. Is that right? Sure, I think it is. Oh um, my God, I love it. Yeah, like like if they make the playoffs, that probably means that Orlando slipped out, um, or maybe Brooklyn. I suppose if Kyrie doesn't come back. Um, yeah. And if Charlotte makes the horn, if Charlotte makes the playoffs, and the Chicago Bulls don't, that would just be icing on the cake. <laughs> because everybody, maybe not everybody, but a lot of people thought Chicago should be a playoff team this year. Oh yeah, I saw. And, we, I mean, when we were did a, when we did our our way back early when we did our our final playoff seedings to predicting for this season. I would when I was doing research for it, kind of figure out my thoughts. I saw multiple people having in in like the five to you know the six to five range i thought they would be in the playoffs and i, I hate the fucking the bulls yeah yeah it's great that it's good their team, coach is so bad yeah that he's started. basically just scuttled the entire year incredible it's an incredible oh, feat i'm so happy about that oh my <laughs> god that's great like if they if the bulls were in the west they would only be better than two teams that's yes oh boy they're gross f them yeah that is terrible um let's see what did i want to say about that oh i forget it 
slipped my mind. Sorry. Well, I wanted give to say us, one give us another guy, another standoff for you this first half. Okay. Uh, actually, I just want to mention a few people that are in the top 100 that are interesting. So before the season, you and I uh, were talking about Mr. Brandon Ingram. Yes, he sir. Is number 11 on the player Raider for the season. He looks fucking sick. He is great. The only reason I don't want to see Zion this year is because I just want to keep watching Brandon Ingram do his thing. Um, he's a great fantasy player, and I hope he has a very long year or career in front of him. And this health scare stuff from last year is over for good. If you're Rosen is number 30. Ooh. Kelly Oubre is number 38. Good sign. Yep. Your boy, Jalen Brown, number 60. Forget Jalen! Number 60. He was outside the top 150 last year, I think. He was probably outside the top 300. Jalen motherfucking Brown getting the bag and earning it. Yeah, it's coming together. Like, he, god damn, they look good. His I'm, handles have gotten look so, dangerous so much me. better. Yeah, yeah, everything's much, much, much better. They just look like, um, they look like they practice together. You know, like, <laughs> like, look, it looks like, like they are. What's the, the word? Level. What am I trying to say? Uh, friends? Is that the right word? Should should teammates be friendly? I, I don't know. Yeah, I as a Detroit fan, I I don't care about any team anymore, so <laughs> it's fine. I hope all of your teams fail too. And no one has sports again. Um, and then the last is a unicorn who you were high on before the season. And he's uh, number 66. He's having a good year. Yeah. So those are, I mean, DeChosen, I don't know what to say about him. I don't really know. I don't think he's a trade target. I just don't really know who needs like a guy that can't shoot threes. Um, but he's doing his thing and he's still scoring and it, it, it's just cool to see a player that doesn't like succumb to, to the, the winds of the league. Like he's himself. And that's yeah. always awesome to see because he's still a good player. I'm firmly standing behind my, uh, my DeMar DeRozan gets traded to the magic for Aaron Gordon move. That would be so fucking incredible and would make both teams better. Right. Yeah. The magic. Wait, Jonathan Isaac. We didn't even say this. Yeah, Jonathan that's true. Isaac is out. Yeah, he's out injured. So uh, that has to change the calculus for that team, right? Like right now they're in the seventh seed, but their right. best player is injured. Right. So, so the question is, do you either, do you just say, all right, well, lost season, or do you make the move? Because you've got the Charlotte Hornets nipping at your heels. Yeah, they hear footsteps. They hear footsteps. Buzzing footsteps. Buzzing yeah. footsteps. Uh, and so, and Aaron Gordon is your best trade chip. Yeah, we'll get, for we'll sure. Get tomorrow. Let's do um, it. Although I guess you could make an argument that uh, a center that can shoot threes is pretty. I mean, Aaron Gordon can't really shoot threes, so um, maybe Vucevic would have. Oh, more... I think Vuce would have would have bigger trade value, but they just didn't. They just give him a big old contract. Yeah, I mean, Aaron Gordon is also, what, 24 years old? Right. And sometimes he looks like he could be one of the top 10 players in the league, although those moments are very far apart these days. But if anyone could do it, it would be the Spurs. And yeah. I oh, would love yeah. that trade. I think that would be a great, great trade. 
Uh, so a guy who my, another one of my standouts, I it's, this is not a, a sleeper by any stretch of the imagination, but I wanted to give this guy props. Uh, and I wanted to openly accept the L here because we on the long two, uh, it's important. I think as a fantasy analyst to when you're wrong admit your wrongdoings and when you're right, you know, you can take a victory lap. You've earned it. Um, I, Went spent most of this off season and Natty, you joined me for a little bit of it, but I felt like I led the charge, not hating on Anthony Davis, but certainly not understanding the, you know, number one pick overall in redraft leagues, the, the, that he was going to be this MVP God, uh, him being good. Shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. He's amazing at basketball, but I wasn't sold on him because of health, obviously. Uh, and of course the ever present LeBron James, but through the first half of the year, he's only missed a few games. He's second in player Raider uh, behind James Harden. If James Harden wasn't, you know, doing things that we didn't even think possible by James Harden yet again, he, right, would he shouldn't be, count. <laughs> right. Exactly. Anthony Davis would easily be the number one player in fantasy right now. And he's not, a, it's not a shocking standout, but, uh, but he's been more than worth the investment. If you were in redraft leagues and you invested in him, you know, he, he has repaid you in full. And so I will give him a shout out for going into LA for be, being as good as he can be uh, and rising, like taking the national stage and good for him. He had eight blocks against Detroit a couple of days ago. Eight. It's so incredible. he can go fuck himself. <laughs> I wouldn't take him with a top 150 pick he uh. eats dog shit for breakfast <laughs> um you can is that, see is that unbiased uh the unbiased he, analytics that that's what he doesn't even play pie. basketball like i don't see why people think he's cool at <laughs> i don't all. know why you think he's good he doesn't play basketball. i saw him kick a puppy as hard <laughs> as he could i saw that that was a witness um i wouldn't take him number one in a redraft league over Giannis or Luca next year, even though I know he's incredible. Yeah. I just think that he is that incredible because LeBron's there. That might be unfair, but I think if you take LeBron away for an extended period, then Luca and Giannis will be better fantasy players. Well, and I mean, I'm sure you saw the news. He didn't re-sign with the Lakers. The Lakers offered him a max contract, and he said, no, he's going to free Yeah, but money. that's because you can. he'll, no, he'll be able to no, make more money no, by no, signing. No, 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 I agree. No. He's going to retire. <laughs> it's this year or nothing. He's going to the Cavaliers. He's just doing that's a swap not. with LeBron. What would be the craziest destination? I mean, I guess it would be the Knicks. If after all this, oh Anthony Davis was like, I've always wanted to play in the Garden. <laughs> Oh my God. And, and New York is just like, wait, no, are you kidding me? James Dolan's like, no, 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 no. Are you serious right now? Are you joking me? Am I being pranked? Is this a joke? No, no. The Nixiest thing would be if they were like, oh dude, I'm sorry. We have Mitch Rob. <laughs> like we just don't. Oh my God. Um, we just yeah, gave a max no extension to Andre Drummond and Kevin Love. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we can't do that. Sorry. The brow is fucking amazing. He's absolutely one of the best fantasy players alive. Um, I think the Lakers look totally deadly. Him and LeBron are the best duo in yeah. basketball. Uh, but I still wouldn't take him number one in a fantasy league. I'm sorry. There's sure. something about him that just doesn't seem as much fun as Giannis or Luka. I don't know what it is. 
Yeah, I get that. I get that. Uh, he he's just solid, and I and I spoke ill of him this offseason, so I wanted to give him some props. Uh, do you have any other standouts that you want to bring attention to? Yeah, I had a few things I wanted to mention. Uh, first, Big Cat is shooting forty one point eight percent from three point. Forty one point eight, and that's on eight and a half three point attempts per game, which is thirteenth most in the NBA. If you're shooting better than forty percent from three, you're one of the best long-range shooters in the NBA. Big Cat looks fucking incredible, and Minnesota's letting him down again. Like, Classic. Wiggins didn't last very long. <laughs> yeah, they should have traded. In retrospect, when we were talking about Wiggins' trades, and I was like, well, do they trade Wiggins? It's like, no, no, they 100% should have traded Wiggins. They should have They should have sold at his absolute apex. It, it's just... But, you know, it... Because everybody was saying, oh, he finally blossomed. And, and what has everybody been saying in the NBA and in fantasy this year, in, in all sports fantasies, that uh, progression isn't linear? Like, you, not everybody improves at the same rate over the same path. Like, some people are late bloomers. Some people, it just clicks on. Maybe sometimes you get a better coach, like Minnesota did. Right. But it's just tough to get your heart broken by Maple Jordan over and over and over again. Constantly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one more thing. Right now, Miami is in the third seed in the East, something that you and I called before the season started. Amen. Uh, the Raptors are also in the fourth seed. I believe we called that as well. And OKC is in seventh in the West, something that we also called. So it's not all bad, Pete. We're doing it's, okay. We're doing decent. Yeah. Good, good we, for us. We made some good calls. And it's <laughs> awesome that those teams are in. Actually, they're if the playoffs started today, they wouldn't be that much different than last year. Um, let's see. Miami would replace Detroit in the East. Otherwise the entire Eastern playoffs would be the same, I believe. And the Lakers and the Mavericks would replace Portland and the Warriors in the West, but otherwise it would be the same. Hmm. I thought that was a little interesting. That is interesting. I like the thought. Well done. Um, sorry. I'm trying to figure out, uh, live on the show what is the best shooting three-point shooting percentage by a big with over five three-point attempts per game okay while you do that i'm going to just mention two ads that people Perfect. might want to consider hit me with it uh victor oladipo is, is playing back. he's going to return we think at the end of this month or early next month uh if he is available in your league in your league scoop him up because that's an all-star and all-NBA player, uh, and he'll be able to help you in your playoffs. Kevin Herter on Atlanta, speaking of, is 22.6% owned. He's been number 42 on the player Raider over the last month. He is definitely better than either of the two rookies on Atlanta. They love having him back. He can be a deadly player. If he's available in your league, you should pick him up as well. There you go. All right. Well, this isn't working for me, so I am going to give up on it and instead turn to my one negative standout so far through the halfway point, which is a guy, again, someone who we talked about this offseason, someone who I hyped up on the show, and so I want to single him out and tell him that he's doing a bad job letting me down. (laughs) Miles Turner has not blossomed the way Mm. I thought he was going to blossom this year. Mm. Having a down season across the board, 
fewer points, rebounds, blocks, assists, shooting percentages are down. He is shooting more threes, and and I think he's shooting at like thirty five percent, which isn't terrible. So you know, but uh, but expected him to take a big jump, and he is being massively outplayed uh, by his teammate Sabonis, who is I think twenty nine on ESPN player Raider while Miles Turner is 99. So uh, if you switch those around, I would feel very confident with my Miles Turner hype this offseason, but that does not come to fruition and such uh, a disappointment so far. Yeah, we really missed on that one. Um, he was injured. And by the way, the Pacers are in the sixth seed and they're 23 and 14. They're, they're a damn good team. They haven't really minded Miles not being as good as we thought he would be. Um, I kind of wonder if maybe he's a trade candidate before the season, we kept thinking, Oh, well, they're going to have to trade one of them. And uh, Indiana doesn't generally make like big splashy trades. Mm-hmm. Although they got Oladipo in the Paul George trade. And that was a pretty big fucking trade. <laughs> and they sent Kawhi to the Spurs, which in retrospect is just hysterical, but uh, they, I do sort of feel like if they if they get Oladipo back and he's Victor Oladipo and they traded Turner for another person, I mean, they would be super dangerous in the playoffs, don't you think? Yeah. No, I totally do. Uh, I think this would be a team that you could definitely – I mean, especially if Oladipo returns to where he was before he got injured. Yeah. And you know what, man? It's got to be hard for Miles Turner to be playing with Sabonis. Like, I don't think that – Miles Turner is bad. I think he's in uh, an uncomfortable situation. It's a little bit weird. I guess you could say it's a little bit like Philadelphia with Simmons and Embiid, like uh-huh. two dudes that are sort of sharing the same space, and maybe that's not great. Um, so, yeah, I would like to see Miles Turner in a spot where he can sort of get more of the shots or more of the action that Sabonis is taking from him right now, uh, because Sabonis has just looked absolutely he looked on fire. So he's good. so good. Oh God, Indiana, fuck <laughs> them too. Fuck them all, man. Just fuck burn the whole all. goddamn thing down. And hey, look at that. Detroit's losing to Cleveland in the fourth quarter by twelve points. Relentless positivity from my co-host Natty. Everything Wallen. should burn. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> do you, do you have any like negative reviews for anybody? No, that's it. Just had miles Turner. You have negative reviews for the entire league. Yeah. I think it's all going down the tubes and I think we should really, we should get out while we can. Let's just, uh, let's just, uh, I will say this, um, neither Sacramento nor Phoenix, two teams that are playing each other tonight have been as good as they thought they would. And I think that a bunch of us saw that coming. Like Sacramento made some weird decisions in the off season. Phoenix, we all thought got better. And then Aiton um, missed some games. So maybe they are better, but uh, man, Sacramento, they're, they're going to have to make a trade in order to put themselves in a position where they can get better and they can focus all of their uh, energy on their core players and if the cost of they're probably going to trade Bogdan Bogdanovich and if they do it to the Lakers then I think that we called that several months ago that we did um, yeah and Bogdan Bogdan he's a great player everybody should be trying to get him too uh and yeah it's just disappointing that Sacramento 
I mean, De'Aaron Fox was injured. Maybe I'm being too rough on them. On the other hand, fuck them. Fuck it all. No burn, one gets excuses anymore. Burn it all to the ground. Natty Wallach, yeah. 2020. Uh, before we wrap up, before we leave it all behind us, quick, let's do studs and duds for the rest of the week. Uh, yeah. We do it every week. Player who's going to have a good rest of the week is our stud. Player who's going to struggle is our dud. Sometimes we throw in someone who we're excited to watch who's a bud. I will start us off. We'll knock these out real quick. Uh, my stud this week, you wrote about him on fake teams. Go read it. He's a must-add for your fantasy team. Evan Fournier is having a career year uh, yeah. and and is well-deserving to be on your fantasy team if you if he's available in your leagues, which likely he is. Uh, but for the rest of the week, he plays the Wizards and the Suns. That's easy points, mm. easy buckets. Yeah. EFS, ride with him. If he's available on your waiver wire, add him, start him. He's a he's a play for the rest of the week. Definite stud. I am going to go with Joe Ingles on Utah. He gets to play the Knicks, the Hornets, and the Wizards. Mm. Ingles is not a guy that is generally going to score you 20 points, but he will give you like 16 points, eight assists, four or five rebounds. Uh, he has nights where he gets close to a triple-double. I think he's just going to be a really strong play on an all-around stat level for the rest of the week. He's also shooting f- over 50% from three over the past month, I believe. Um, he's looked fucking fantastic. And the Wizards don't play defense. The Knicks are the Knicks. And the Hornets are a young team that, you know, they should get destroyed by the Utah Jazz if the Utah Jazz are actually as good as we think they are. Yeah. Love him. Love the play. Uh, my dud for the week, it's bold. Let the record show. Uh, but it's Luca. Not saying Whoa. that he's going to be Whoa. terrible. I, I'm, I'm putting a qualifier yes, on. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> Hot that t- is what you're saying, Pete. Exactly How dare you? I'm, saying. Uh, I'm a, I'll put a qualifier on this, but he doesn't in the next three games for the rest of the week. Nuggets, yeah. Lakers, Sixers. Yeah. That's, that's tough. That's tough. That's fucking brutal is what um, it is. He has a target on his back. Yeah. For my fantasy team, he's currently averaging 33 fantasy points per uh, game, which is really carrying me to a championship level, uh, level record. But I'm saying that. For nice. Of, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm saying that for the rest of the week, he averages under 25 fantasy points. So again, He's still a very productive fantasy player, but he is definitely, it's going to, he's going to take a noticeable step back for the rest of the week. And things won't be as easy for him as they have been this season. What Pete is trying to say is that Luka Doncic sucks and you should trade him if he's on your team or just outright drop him and you should stop watching Mavericks games. And I agree. 100%. And if you want to quote me on that, you're more than welcome to. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Print it above the fold. Yep. Uh, my dud is another dude that I kind of want to qualify, but now I can't because I just <laughs> called you out on it. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, LMA is going up against the Celtics, the Grizzlies, and the Raptors. And I just sort of feel like those are three bad matchups for him. Yeah. Um, it's having said that, I mean, the Raptors front court is injured and maybe the Celtics will try attacking the Spurs guards more than like, you know, maybe they'll be like, no, no, no. Aldridge can have his buckets. We're going to make sure nobody else does well. 
Um, and then the Grizzlies, I'm hoping that uh, they just run. But I don't think that Aldridge is going to have a great week, um, but it's he's still going to be, you know, a top 50 fantasy player. So that's a qualifier. But uh, yeah, I think he'll be worse than usual. Yeah, I like it. Uh, do you have a bud? I don't have anything, but if you got someone you're watching. I do have a bud. My bud this week is Sergeant Russell Westbrook, mm. who is playing the Hawks, the Oklahoma City Thunder, and the Timberwolves. All right. The Hawks do not play defense, and they have Trey Young versus Westbrook. The Thunder is, you know, playing his old team. And then the Timberwolves, they don't have anybody but but Big Cat. I am convinced of that. Uh, I think that Westbrook, like if there was ever going to be a three-game stretch where Harden could sort of take off, like maybe this is that three-game stretch. I don't think that you need Harden to beat the Hawks. I I mean, the, uh, Harden was on the Thunder too, so he'll want to play that game. And I don't think you should need Harden to beat the Timberwolves either. Yeah, I don't I think so either. You know, like if I was D'Antoni, I'd be like, listen, man, Harden, you get to rest two of these games. Russ, it's all on, you know, you get to run the team for the next five days. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Plus, revenge games. I mean, you can't say no to those. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Players ball out in them, and then you ride, ride them till you die with them. And by the way, they're in third place in the West, the Houston Rockets. So that pairing has turned out to be just fine. Hasn't been trash. Just like this pairing has turned out just fine. Hasn't it, Natty? Nice fucking job. Yeah, right there. I see what you did. That's why they yeah. gave me the big bucks. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. Well, there you go. 2020 is here upon us uh, officially. And so has the first show of the new decade dropped. Make sure to subscribe to the pod. Uh, we are everywhere you can get podcasts. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. We're a part of the Fake Teams podcast channel. So search Fake Teams to subscribe to us. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at the Long Two Podcast. Uh, and we will be back after you to keep talking that good, good, sweet fantasy hoops. Maybe talk some trades that hopefully have gone down, or if not, uh, wildly project and conjunct and reject. Natty, have a good week. You do the same, man. Happy New Year, and uh, yeah, happy basketball to everybody. Talk to you next week. <laughs>